0: Thank you guys again for tuning in to another episode of Just Another Podcast Show. I am your host. I am from Jupiter. Uh, This is episode six, uh, Talks with Tisha. I do have a special guest today. You want to go ahead and introduce yourselves to the people and where they can reach you at?
1: Hey, people. My name is Letitia. Um, You can reach me on Facebook, Letitia Matlock, M-A-T-L-O-C-K. All
0: right and yeah for everybody that's my cousin i'm so glad to have you on the recording i was upset earlier though today i really was when my program wasn't working and whatnot um yeah because it really just it stopped working like probably 10 minutes before you came over earlier today and i'm just like this can't be happening
1: right now (laughs) It's all good. I appreciate
0: you having me. Yeah, man. I, I had to make the effort to get you in here. Um, it's been a few times where I've told people, you know, like, <clears throat> excuse me, when they're like down or whatever and need to need some uplifting in their life, I always say, uh, you can always go to Tisha, you know, talk with her and whatnot. So I wanted to bring you on the episode today for those type of vibes. Um, Let me see. So Talks with Tisha, um, the first thing, well before we get started, how are you and what you been up to lately?
1: I'm good, um, haven't been up to a whole lot, pretty much in the house, bored, working and taking care of the fam, so keeping it low key.
0: You haven't been going nowhere since they even reopened the uh, state's?
1: We went to dinner on Friday, but that's probably the first time that we've done anything, yeah.
0: Mm. I'm surprised you haven't traveled anywhere yet.
1: It's on the books. Wow. <laughs> it's on the books, uh, but no, I mean, the stay-at-home order and everything being closed kind of just, you know, kept us at home, so. But, mm-hmm. yeah, we got a little little trip on the books coming up. Okay,
0: okay. Um, Do you... Oh, excuse me. Do you... Or how soon do you plan on doing things on the outside when they do open up? Because, what was it, the 13th or the 16th that they're reopening in the States? I think it's mm-hmm. the 16th.
1: Um, that's a good question. So, um, of course, we got the, the trip coming up. So, we'll definitely be kind of out and about for that. But um, as far as, like, the amusement parks and the movies and Trampling, yeah, I don't <laughs> see myself in those places just yet. Um, um, yeah, we're going we to wait that one out a little bit longer. Plus, when you think about it, like, okay, the movie theaters, what movie previews have you seen of any movies coming out over the summer? So, I think that's going to be a slow startup anyway. Mm-hmm.
0: No, with the I'm, I'm, I'm curious on the movies as well because, and also, how do you expect to keep people six feet away with the chairs being how they're already set up. So yeah. I, I don't think the movie idea is really going to work out. And yeah, they might as well You'd just...
1: ideally be showing the same movie in like two different theaters just to be able to mm-hmm. attempt to accommodate like same movie, different theaters at the same time, just to be able to accommodate yep. what the crowd might look like. And then only allowing people to sit with who they came with and everybody else is like, spaced out
0: right but see and and even with that like i think like they would have to there would be a huge gap in the time frame so like let's say first show of the day starts at 10 the next show of the day would probably start at like one or two
1: yeah because they got to be able to go in and clean in between and mm-hmm. yeah that's a lot of work That's a lot of work
0: Hmm. um with uh what well shoot where's the uh, first place you looking on going to actually
1: oh we're actually going down to Gatlinburg, so tennessee oh okay tennessee i didn't know where that was yeah <laughs> in a couple weeks um just to kind of get away change the scenery mm-hmm. um and something a little bit different so just take the kids and go
0: okay definitely understand now with scenery um Have you been paying attention to what's going on around Columbus? Not necessarily around the world, because, you know, we all know everybody's going through the um, Black Lives Matter.
1: Yeah, I try to keep myself um, informed on what's going on here. Mm -hmm. This is what's going to mostly affect me and affect my family. So I try to try to make sure that I stay in the know of what's going on.
0: Okay, Uh, have you have you? been around like the protesting have you been downtown lately no i haven't
1: been downtown but i have a an infant so right it's not the best place for me to be with an infant so i have not
0: Mm. now if you didn't have your son would you have went down there
1: most definitely okay most definitely
0: she's all about the people
1: yes i'm for the people
0: now would you have been all about the people for the coronavirus though
1: um well i would have been, had a mask on so <laughs> you already know i'm going down masked up um i'm i'm going to i would be as safe as possible as safe as i could be um but i would definitely have my mask on
0: speaking of the um protest this actually just I, this just came to my thought um i did see a post like in regards of um waters that were being passed around downtown or what whatnot. i guess some people got injected with like What was it? Um, Antifreeze?
1: Oh, wow. I -hmm. didn't hear about that.
0: Yeah, I just seen that. What was it? It was either yesterday while I was at work or the other day. But yeah, Um, so one thing definitely, if you guys are going downtown to protest, watch the water that you
1: take your own. Mm -hmm. Yeah, take your own. Stay hydrated because it's hot out here. So take your own water. Stay hydrated. Don't throw no water. We don't need that.
0: And that's crazy, because you think people would actually be down there helping one another because of everything that's going on, but, eh, yeah. So, with society versus the cops, now, I know that you've seen, the. Um, I've seen you actually share the post in regards of, um, he was like, I think, 74, 75, man, old man, um, was protesting, and a group of cops, and whatnot, you know, was just around him, telling him to get out of there, and mm-hmm. then ended up pushing him so he tripped
1: yeah that that for real pissed me off cause like be a decent human like you can gauge and tell about how old somebody is so Mm -hmm. and after you go back and watch it so many times like you realize that in his left hand he has a helmet in his hand that clearly belongs to the cops so it seems as if he was just trying to return the helmet back to them Mm. I don't know if they felt like he got too close because maybe they were giving him directions and he wasn't listening, Mm -hmm. but you can clearly see the helmet in his hand. Um, And then they're like pushing him. And then they try to say that he tripped when it's obvious that the reason why he lost his footing was because you shoved him. Right. So, and then the fact that, you know, the one officer tried or was leaning in to try to help him and... His partner, superior, whoever it was, kind of like pushed him along, and you can see him grab for his walkie
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, and call for help or whatever. But like somebody could have tended to him right then and there.
0: Okay, yeah, because when I, I when you had said that um, he had a helmet in his hand trying to return it to the cop, I didn't even notice that. I probably watched the video like maybe two or three times. But what? Yeah. But what appalled me was the fact that this this old man during these times right now wasn't even a black man. And they did him like that. Yeah. So it it just, it just kind of goes back to like, you know how they always talk about, oh, there are good cops out there, this, that, and the third. But then it's like, why doesn't the good cops ever hold the bad cops accountable for the actions that are being taken towards the people?
1: Yeah. I mean, I definitely think that it, it depends on, um, who's around. Um, so like with that particular, that situation in particular, You can tell, like, I get it, cops, they have that brotherhood, whatever, but Mm -hmm. you just kind of know where their thought process is because those two individuals were suspended and 57 others resigned from that position in solidarity with them because they were suspended. Mm. They tried to get their suspensions reversed And because they didn't get their suspensions reversed, the other 57 cops or whatever in the, I think, emergency, whatever they were called, um, resigned from the emergency, that emergency task force or or whatever, Mm -hmm. um, in solidarity with those two that were suspended. So it's kind of like, well, did none of you see anything wrong with what took place? Right. That's a little concerning.
0: Yeah they all yeah they all gotta go down for that one because that i i just think that that was way too much man especially for him to be that old it's just like come on yeah, man like
1: that was too much way that was too, definitely much. too much
0: i bet i bet and i bet they wasn't looking at it like damn well what if this was my dad or what if this was my grandpa you know which is
1: exactly why i posted what i did like what if this were your grandfather like mm-hmm. how would you respond to that like i would be pissed mm-hmm I will be pissed. And then to try and say, it's the simple fact that it's on video that you tried to say, oh, he tripped. Right? Like, what the hell did, did do he do What did he trip on? Like, <laughs> what did he trip on? He lost his footing, absolutely. But why did he lose his footing? He lost his footing because y'all pushed him back. hmm There's only so much that I can do against gravity. Right. You pushed me back, so I'm going to fall down. Not only did I fall down, I hit my head.
0: And and was bleeding from the yeah. ear. Bleeding from the ear. Hopefully everything is alright with that man. Definitely yeah, last I press. saw,
1: he's he's alert. Um, he's up and alert. He's not like in critical condition or anything like that. Thank That's goodness. Good. That's but, good. Yeah.
0: That's real good to know. Now, do you do you believe that there are good cops in the world? And if so, um, have you ever experienced an interaction with a cop where it was, or where you noticed that he was a good cop?
1: Uh, let's see okay so a two part question so Mm -hmm. I do believe that there are good cops in the world Um, I have a few um, police officers in the family um and one in particular I'm super close with so um, I do believe that there are good ones out there um have I had an interact? Mm -hmm where i just knew that they were good i don't know because i I mean i've always been the the person that you know like i'll speak if if someone's speaking to me or Mm -hmm. you know we're having an interaction now obviously these are interactions that don't necessarily take place like during a traffic stop or something like that like maybe the cops on the detail so for example being in and out of columbus city Schools quite often um a lot of um, cops do security or whatever you want to call it, a resource officer at the schools and those are officers that you know enjoy interacting with the kids and with the staff members and whatever so I've seen those interactions where you know c- it can be very positive and it definitely gives you know some of those high schoolers like somebody to kind of talk to look up to um, so in a school setting I've seen where you know there are good individuals that um, that are interacting with the kids. Mm -hmm. Um, So they're definitely out there now, whether or not, you know, how they will react in a situation that's going on right now. is kind of hard to say because I've only seen them in one scenario. I've seen them in schools. So it's kind of hard to say, but I also know that if something were to happen at a school, they're going to jump in front of, you know, to protect those kids because that's who they interact with all day. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're I mean they're out there, and I know that everybody has their personal opinions and how they feel um about police officers and you know you're entitled to your opinion, but when you have those individuals in your family, when you have those those individuals that you are close to um who wear the badge, everything hits differently. Mm. everything hits differently mm. um and so I know that the ones that I know personally. I know that they are good cops, um, and I know that you know just from their coworkers that I've met. I know that they work with some good cops.
0: I see this perspective was not put on any episode yet, so that's yeah, that's good information to hear in regards to these cops for real. Because there's just so much going on, man. To like to the point where I just feel like everybody's mental health is like drained right mm-hmm. now. Um, So it's just kind of really hard to figure out whether or not there are co- uh, good cops or bad cops and whatnot, yeah. or if all cops are just bad cops. So
1: Yeah. And I difficult. mean, and, and that's not to say now, if I get pulled over today for something, that's not to say that my heart's not going to race mm-hmm. because... Of the situations that, you know, are going on, right. um, today. And, you know, it, I think it's also, it's different when you have kids and it's different when like, I've been pulled over and I've had my son in the car and I want to make sure that he sees, you know, a positive interaction because I don't want him to have that fear. Like mm-hmm. he shouldn't have to have that fear as a child of a police officer. Um, so I want him to have, you know, a, a good interaction and, and see a positive interaction whether I get a ticket or not, <laughs> life happens. happened mm-hmm. before. Um, it is what it is. You pay it and you keep it moving. So, right. But I want. I would rather him be able to see a positive interaction as opposed to a negative one. Okay.
0: Very understandable. Now with um with the black community being so damaged as of right now, I've been seeing lately. You know, um, it seems like the world is addressing the matters or acknowledging the matters in regards of you know how hurt black people are uh because of everybody dying that's by or by police and whatnot um my i guess my question for you in regards of that is do you feel that a change will evolve now that the world is seeing how damaged the black community really is
1: i think we still have a lot of work to do um I don't know what all the steps are that need to be taken for us to really make progress. Um, But I don't think that nothing's going to happen overnight. Mm -hmm. Um, But I don't think that I I think that we have made a good start. I think that the protests going on all around the world is huge. I think the presence of people on social media is huge. Um, Just specifically, you know, people are not shy right now to report you to your employer to report you to (laughs) the school you are attending the school you plan to attend like people are not shy right now in letting people know hey this is who you've got working for you or this is who you gave a scholarship to or people are not playing there is you know a company a heating and air company in Dayton. The CEO got owner got called out. He mm. has lost his sponsorship. The the news stations are no longer playing his ass. Oh wow. He's lost children's hospital as a sponsor. Um I mean, I can't say Jeez. like people are not playing. People are not playing. You you've got individuals who work in the nursing field that is like Definitely not the place for you to be racist or anything, especially not the place for you to verbalize how you feel, and don't verbalize it on social media, because if you have the, your list that you work at such and such hospital, I guarantee you by the next time you return to work, such and such hospital will know about your post. Mm. Um, people just People aren't shy about putting it out there, who these individuals are, what they stand for, how they feel. Um, and like I said, they're they're reporting you. They're reporting you to your employer, to your school, to whatever organizations you affiliate yourself with. They're going to know about it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's huge because I think a lot of times people have stayed silent. I think that white people have stayed silent for a long time. And I think that now more than ever, there are so many more who are open and verbal and speaking out about their experiences um, what they did believe or what they did not believe was going on mm-hmm. um, acknowledging it and apologizing for it to say you know I'm sorry I didn't realize it was this bad or I didn't realize I was a part of the problem right you most definitely were and it's <laughs> nice to see you it's nice to see you acknowledge that so but I mean I definitely think that there's a lot more still that we that has to be done that mm-hmm. we need to do Um and I think a lot of it, truth be told, starts with voting. I think some of these individuals that hold, you know, offices and whatnot, some of them got to go. Mm-hmm. And it's just as simple as that. And I seen a post the other day and it kind of makes you think. And it talked about the individuals who um, hold these higher up offices in Congress and the Senate and the age ranges that they fall in. And all of them are, you know, 50 or above, mm-hmm. you know, the president. Right, <laughs> I'm not gonna speak too much on him, but he's old. <laughs> he he is gotta old. go. Yeah, he got. Gotcha. He he should have never been there to begin with, but that's a whole other story. Mm. And um, mm. you mm. know, mm. those individuals that are in Congress are 55 and up, so. You know, not to say that they are a part of the problem, but their views probably don't add up to those of the individuals that are our age. Oh, I definitely. Um, agree. so those things have to change. So, you know, whether you feel like your vote counts or not, just go out and do it anyway. Okay. Like, submit the ballot and do it anyway because
0: at this your point, vote it's needed, right? Yeah,
1: it, it, it's needed, it's so needed, but your vote counts. Um, and that's how we got Obama elected. We came together, you know collectively as as a group as a whole, and we we got it done twice so mm-hmm. um that's, that's that has true. to happen that has to happen
0: That is very, very true, because no, I had just recently stated like I honestly think um like in order for the world or America to be in a better place, we just need black everything we need black mayors, black councilmen. Um, a black, another black president, you know, a black vice president, black police officers. Um, I just feel like everything just needs to be flipped around, like and that concept is kind of coming from Wale's uh, music video from "Sue Me." Okay, but have you seen it? It's sweet. Nah. It's so dope. So basically, it's just it's just everything is just switched around. Okay, so. White people are actually living the life of black people mm. mm-hmm. so they so it's basically trying to get them to understand mm-hmm. what we go through mm-hmm. and everything that we do go through but I honestly love that music video and I think if the world did look like that, it may be in a better place because I don't think it may it still may be violent of course, but it may be it may not be that violent but
1: I think there's there's still so many individuals out there that do not like us, won't like us and I honestly feel like if that were to happen it would be bad now, I'm not against African Americans being in higher positions, I'm absolutely for it but I think that it's going to also take those white individuals who are in higher up positions who have the knowledge, who support us, um, I think it's going to take them as well I think it needs to be collective. Mm. Yeah.
2: Okay.
0: Definitely. Um. Do you feel, do you honestly feel that white people understand black lives matters? Me personally, I think maybe 15, 20% do actually understand. But then again, I think like the others are just doing it just because they, they see it's a thing. Hmm.
1: Um, that's a good observation I think that there are I think there's a large majority who actually do understand um and me personally like I went to um a predominantly white high school mm-hmm. I went to a predominantly white college um and even grad school I think there were two black girls in my program mm-hmm. me and one other girl um so the people like i even said this to somebody the other day there's been this whole like big thing on social media with like deleting people who don't have the same beliefs as you don't agree with or believe in black lives matter and i told somebody i said i'm surprised that i actually have not had to delete anybody like nobody off of my facebook uh, which facebook is the one I use the most, but those are the ones that have people that I went to high school with people that I went to college with. Um, and I've not had to delete anybody.
0: And they've all been able to like speak out or not been able to, but they've all spoken out every, on it.
1: Every post that I have wow. seen has n- no post has been negative. No post has been, Oh, this doesn't exist mm. or nothing negative whatsoever. Um, and I said, you know, that's not to say, that there isn't somebody on my Facebook who just hasn't posted about it but I haven't had to delete anybody so for as much as what has been going on and as much as people have been vocal I haven't had to delete anybody off of my friends list for simply saying the wrong thing that's beautiful Um, too. so I, I do feel like there are a lot of people a lot of white people that do understand what it means um and are able to understand where the, where it comes from Mm. and why it exists. So I I do feel like there are a lot of people out there. And I think, you know, the other thing too, is that I come from a blended family. Um, so I think that that has a lot to do with kind of my perspective of things as well, Mm -hmm. um, because I grew up in a blended family. Um, and I I grew up in a, a mixed race family. So, um, You know, I have those family members who are white and I have those family members who are mixed and I have those family members who are black. So I definitely think that, you know, all of those individuals whom I have a personal relationship with are aware, support, and, you know, go along with the movement.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. And let me see. All right. Um so one more question in regards of um people versus cops what are your what are your views on the cops that are marching with the protesters do you believe that they're doing it out of sincerity or again they're just doing it to be televised
1: that's a good question because i i definitely feel like i hope that it's genuine Mm-hmm. I hope that they are being genuine in what they are doing and not because they think that's what they should be doing um, yeah so that would I, be a I terrible hope, thing yeah, so I hope, that, I hope that it is genuine in terms of why they're out there aside from the fact that they're technically still working um, I think that that's what needs to be happening especially in the communities that they work in mm-hmm. um, I think that that's what needs to be happening it it's nice to be able to see, you know, cops on on their their work schedule, their route or whatnot, and to stop and interact with neighborhood kids or you know stop and check on you know an elderly individual or things like that. Like I think that those things are nice to see, especially if that's the neighborhood that you patrol often. Your face should be known, mm-hmm. um, and I think that that doesn't happen enough. Um, so I, I hope that they are being genuine in terms of why they are out there as opposed to just, well, I'm just going to go along with it because I got to be here anyway. Right. I hope that's not the case. Right. I really hope that's not the case.
0: Yeah. Cause I've just been looking at it like, all right, I see, I see you guys walking with the protesters and whatnot, but in all honesty, you're probably just doing this so that everybody can leave soon. I, I don't know. But my, my opinion is that majority of it is not re- really genuine like that.
1: I mean, and if we're being honest, I personally have not. I mean, even through social social media, through the news, I haven't seen a whole lot of them marching with people. Mm -hmm. I've seen some, but there hasn't been like, oh, we've got the whole force. Right. And we're marching with the people. That I haven't seen. Um, And so, and it's not so much that, you know, I know that there, again, there's this negative stigma that all cops are bad. and, And the way for you to show that you're not all bad would be to stand with us during this time to say mm-hmm. we're not all bad yes you put on the uniform and yes you go out there every day to do your job but that work. doesn't mean that
0: you can't be with in the, the
1: moment yeah in the moment something couldn't happen and now you ride right along with the rest of them so mm-hmm. I think that I hope it's genuine but I, I definitely think that it there should be more of them out there as opposed to just making sure that there's no rioting or there's no looting or whatever mm-hmm be with us. So I I think that you know it it honestly it it was nice to see that I don't know if it was the sheriff's office or who it was that kneeled with the protesters earlier this week downtown. Like that was nice to see. Hmm. I miss um, that yeah, that was nice to see. But the thing about it was was did y'all plan that or did one just kind of follow the other and y'all all kneeled? Hmm. So. There's always that underlying thought.
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, enough about the cops, man. I mean, yeah. It'll probably pop up on another episode because, yeah, them niggas been doing a lot of dirty things, anyways. Especially yeah. when they're shooting people with them uh, rubber bullets, man.
1: Yeah, I didn't see them bruises.
0: Yeah, that's ridiculous. Stop doing that. But, anyways. Please. <laughs> Um, no, so the next thing was black love that I wanted to go ahead and discuss with you. Um oh, I can't wait to hear your piece on this. <laughs> so, oh my God, all right, so the first thing for black love um what what are some or what are your opinions on some reasons why black love is not as strong as it should be?
1: Mm, good question. My honest personal opinion. Is that people are too quick to leave. People are that's,
2: the, um, that's <laughs> definitely me. Listen, oh, you I mean you gotta own it. You gotta you
1: have to be able to acknowledge it before you can make change. So okay. that's the first step is to be able to acknowledge it. People are too quick to leave, um, as opposed to just working through situations and I think that people now fail to realize like how important communication is in a relationship Mm
2: -hmm.
1: and i say this to to a lot of people it doesn't matter what type of a relationship you're in communication has to happen communication has to happen one you can't just have a relate well you can have a relationship with yourself but it takes two people to have a relationship Right. whether it's boyfriend girlfriend husband wife mother daughter father son it takes two people to have that relationship Mm. and then once you have that relationship it takes two people to be able to communicate and if you can't communicate with that other individual that's a problem because then where's that relationship really going so I think that people people are too quick to just leave now it's one thing that you've communicated what it is that you need and it's not happening or whatever case may be that you're like okay I'm done. I'm gonna walk away. But to just walk away, and mm. you didn't even try to work out whatever the problem was, whatever the issue was, um, I think that that starts a cycle of toxic relationships.
0: Oh, and it's one
1: of those things where <sighs> you kind of have to look at the common denominator <laughs> of what's happening here.
0: <laughs> it's, oh man, it's my opinion. Yeah, because. Um... Yeah, I've definitely been like that. I know in my past relationships, um, rather than trying to talk, I would just, yeah, you know, I'm mad right now, so I don't, I don't want to talk to you. So I'm just, I'm just going head out.
1: And it's one thing to be upset. There's absolutely nothing wrong with walking away from the situation nah. in that moment. No, I'm
0: trying to make a point.
1: Yeah, see, no, <laughs> no, you can walk away in that moment, but at some point you still need to go back and talk about whatever it is that happened. Mm
2: -hmm. So
1: if I'm going to walk away from you at this point to not allow this dispute, whatever, to escalate into something worse, then yes, let's walk away and we'll revisit this when we've both calmed down. Mm -hmm. But to just walk away and be like, deuces, I'm done. Right. You can have this to yourself and be like flat out now that's toxic
0: <laughs> now let me let me ask you this this i think this may be similar but it may be a little different so okay. what's your take on someone that's upset with someone but wants to talk about it but rather than talking to that person they're expressing themselves with others in 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 a sense to where they could try to get the message to the person that they want to express it to through others.
1: No. (laughs) (laughs) No. Again, let me go back to my previous statement. It takes two. (laughs) You can't be communicating what you want to tell your significant other to someone else and not tell it to your significant other. It's one thing to vent. And even some people say like, "Eh, you should keep it in your relationship, blah, 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 whatever. But Mm -hmm. sometimes if I can go and talk to this person about what I'm experiencing, they may be able to come back to me and say, mm, you were wrong. Mm. Let me tell you why you were wrong. Boom, Ooh. boom, boom. That's one thing. That will hurt. But to specifically go to that person and wanting them to relay the message back to the person that you were with, absolutely not. All right. So i
0: definitely got to cut that out. Not me, but yeah. Yeah, don't do that.
1: Because ultimately, you end up making the situation worse. You're going to run into a situation where that person's going to slip up, or that person is going to say something to someone else who does get it back to your significant other, and then they're going to know that you were taught. There's just too much. Mm -hmm. There's too many different pockets in it Mm. and it should only be it really should only be you and your significant other that's why i say there's nothing wrong with venting Mm. we all need to vent sometimes and sometimes in that moment you may not be able to vent to your significant other because y'all beefing but ultimately you need to have that conversation with them and not sally over here in the corner
0: Mm -hmm. for for my people that that try to reach out to the person that they want to talk to or whatever but they're blocked. How do you go about it from there? Like what do you think they should do from there? If if
1: if the person is blocked?
0: So so, so let's just say hypothetically speaking cuz I'm in a relationship so I'm not talking about my damn self. I'm good. <laughs> all right. I just want to get that clear. But no, let's just say like I'm I'm upset with somebody. And I want to talk to that person about why I'm upset. However, that person has me blocked to where i can't get a hold of them so in 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 that type of scenario what what should be done from there do you just think that the person should just let it go and move forward
1: i think it depends on what the situation was that led to them getting blocked because i feel like you get blocked that's pretty unless you unless you're just dealing with a petty person which some people are um, I personally have never been blocked and I've never blocked anybody. You should do so, it. fun. See? <laughs> that's, that's that petty person I'm talking about. See? I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm not blocking fine. somebody for fun. If I don't want to talk to you, I'm just <laughs> not going to respond to whatever it is that you're saying. Um, Period, point blank. Like, I'm just not going to respond. But... I think it depends on the situation that occurred that got you blocked. Mm -hmm. So, if you know you was wrong and you got blocked, you should probably just pump your brakes for a minute. Now, it's one thing for you to reach out to that person's friend and just say, hey, can you have so-and-so contact me? Mm -hmm. You know that they're going to get that message. Whether or not they choose to contact you is now on them. And if they don't contact you, leave it alone. Leave it alone. Yeah, leave it alone. Um, so I definitely that. think that it depends on what the situation is okay. in which you got blocked. But I've never personally blocked anybody. So
0: I'm telling you, it's <laughs> fun. Like, it's, it, I mean, you know, just to not have to worry about somebody hitting you up. like, Because uh, you, you never felt like, have you ever just felt angry or upset at somebody that hit you up? Like, you just got mad and nowhere. Like, uh, what you hit that phone up for? Man? You ain't never felt that way?
1: I don't think so. Man, listen, I,
0: <laughs> I felt like that a couple of times. That's why I have them blocked.
1: Mm-mm. No, because then see, I think it depends too on what the what the relationship is. Because then you block them, and then you like, well, dang, I wonder if they're trying to call me. I wonder mm. if they tried to text me. Like, it eh, it's just not even worth going through all no, that.
0: Nope, I ain't I ain't thinking about you. If you be, once you hit my block list, you're you're done. It's a wrap. <laughs> you better act like you just got um, Thanos just snapped his fingers <laughs> on you, man, because it's it's over. Um, so okay so lack of communication is a reason for why black love is not as strong as it is yeah um what would you say what would you think oh i'm sorry what would you say black people can do to keep black black love prospering for those that are in a relationship
1: um communicate that's huge i think that's that's probably number one communicate a lot of people talk about love languages and being able to, like, fulfill your partner's love language. Because everybody's love language may not match. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's about compromise. It's communication. Compromise. Because everything's not always going to go your way. Um, and being able to accept that. Um, and then, you know, when when you bring kids into the mix, then that adds a whole you know, different level of what needs to happen in a relationship. Um, And so I think that communication and compromise are huge um, with or without kids because you were still an individual in your own person before Mm -hmm. you were, you got with your significant other and you still should be your own person and have your own interests, hobbies and whatever after you get with that person. So that I think is that it's so huge real. to be able to communicate and to be able to compromise with, um, with your significant, significant other.
0: Mm. Nah, that's, that's real shit. I really hope that people definitely are listening to this because that's, that's some therapeutic information right there. <laughs> for, for real. Um, oh, excuse me. Do you have a black love couple that inspired you to create and establish your own black love?
1: Nope.
0: <laughs> what? For real?
1: So, <laughs> no. Um, I come from a pretty large family. Yeah, you yeah, yeah. um, My grandmother <laughs> on both sides, right? My grandmother had nine kids. Nine kids. Hmm. Um, and all are alive and well except for one right now. Um, and then one is in jail. And from, I don't know, a very, very young age, I don't even know when my grandparents got divorced. I just know that from my earliest experiences, my earliest memories, they were already divorced. Mm -hmm. Um, But the funny thing is that my grandfather moved down the street from my grandmother. So (laughs) you went to grandma's house, you walked down the street, you saw grandpa. He was right there. Um, so that part was always cool, but I knew that they weren't together. Um, so my grandparents were already divorced. My mom married my stepdad when I was eight. Um, they divorced when I was 31, Mm. something like that. So, I mean, they were, they were married for a good amount of time, but I, I also saw firsthand, like, some of the, um, experiences, um, negative situations, positive situations that occurred within a marriage firsthand. Um my dad didn't get married until he was forty ooh forty five. Something like that. That's still a long time. Um, so he um you know I saw him date off and on here and there. Um, and then I have a host of aunts and uncles, um, who, you know, I know some details about their relationships, but not like a whole, whole lot. But did I have somebody that specifically I was looking up to in their relationship? No, Mm. no, Mm -mm. not
0: even like, not even like celebrity wise.
1: Mm. No, TV I mean if wise? you were to if you were to put yeah, TV, probably TV. Um, I would probably go back to like mm, the Cosby Show, um, maybe Family Matters, something like that.
0: Um, oh, the okay, the old school. Yeah, you politician yeah, for real. Okay. Yeah,
1: um, <laughs> yeah, you got to go back, back, back. Um, so I mean, I, I mean, yeah, I guess you could kind of look at those those TV couples if we're looking at celebrity wise. mm-hmm. The only person that I could honestly think of off the top of my head first would be Will and Jada. Yep, I agree. Um,
0: I definitely agree. Just
1: because you like you've known all along, like they were dating, they were together, and then you know they had kids, and then they had a blended family as well. Which I came from a blended family, um, so if I had to pick anybody, I would probably say it was them. Even though, like you know, there's there's issues and, and things that go on in any marriage, and you're not always gonna know what's going on behind closed doors. Mm -hmm. Um, so if I had to pick anybody, I would say them. Yep. Um, but in my personal life, not so much.
0: No, I I can agree with you on both parts to be honest, because, um, like in regards of will and Jada, I I would say that that marriage inspired me simply because of everything that they've been through together. Mm -hmm. And, um, Oh, excuse me. It's, uh, I can't remember. I think it was like maybe two or three years. Um, something was going on between Will and Jada and I know that Will started posting videos a lot more you know basically stating how um, he had to try and figure himself out you know mm-hmm. get himself together just so he can better himself for his wife mm-hmm. you know and, and he was he was speaking a lot of real stuff like I I appreciated information like that like I'm not going to say like when I seen that video I've, I felt I felt like it was a change within myself but I, I'd seen that I can understand the information that he's trying to share to us mm-hmm. and how to go about, um, you know, taking care of the women that we are dating. Um, yeah, but in my personal life, I w- I, I can't necessarily say so as well. Um, cause of course I grew up with my mom. Um, uh, my mom, I've never seen my mom date anybody. I've never seen her around anyone. I've, I've seen her around one guy once and like, When that even happened, like, I was being a pest because it's just like, I don't know who you are. I've never seen you a day in my life. How old were you? Um, I was, I was still living out in Pickerington. I was living in Fox Glen. So I had to have been in between 15 and 17. Okay. But yeah, like, I
1: think that makes a difference. If you mm, hadn't mm -hmm. seen anybody that entire time, (laughs) That. To not see somebody until you fifteen mm, ish, yes, that's gonna make a difference.
0: Hmm. Yeah, and she she even told me before like she um she uh what was it? She tried not to bring any guys around me or whatever while she was um, raising me and whatnot. And I you know I understand because you don't mm-hmm. you don't want your son to see his mom with multiple men mm-hmm. and whatnot. So I I Absolutely. get it. But it's just like I've never seen my mom fully happy. You know, or maybe she's fully happy with herself yeah, it's
1: from your perspective, right? Yeah,
0: but I've just never seen her happy with another man, so it's just,
1: eh. No. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean that definitely makes sense, and I think that another part of it too is that when you, um, now granted, like Will was previously married, but mm-hmm. when you are with somebody for so long and you got together so young, like I think that that too plays a part in the dynamics of that relationship. Um, and you do, you do have to be able to, you, you have to know who you are as an individual and who you are as a partner. So, mm-hmm. and I think that it's knowing the difference between the two and being able to decipher who you need to be and when.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: Another, um, another couple I would say inspired, me to create Black Love and establish Black Black Love, Martin and Gina. <laughs> I love them.
1: That's facts. That's facts. Because <laughs> they they went through some things, mm-hmm. and they however many seasons they was on air, they went through some things. I,
0: I really wish they would have they would have came back and did the other one, but then at at the same time, I don't feel like it would have been right without Tommy. So it's just yeah, like, eh, keep it out it is. We'll just keep doing the reruns, watching the reruns. Right. Um, so yeah, that, that was black. Love. Um, Oh, I hear him too. Look, it's the time. Yes, it's the time. <laughs> um, so I wanted to speak with you in regards of motherhood. Um, this portion of the episode, you know, I, I actually want to get a little more information in regards of postpartum. um, I would also like for you to share that information to the men that do decide to listen to this episode that are not aware of postpartum, you know, just in case if, if they don't have any kids right now, they're aware of what to do when mm-hmm. it comes to it. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I, I can understand. Yeah, we can go ahead and start with that. Honestly, cause I, I really am curious to know about that. Cause like, I understand it it's It has something to do with um- st- a stress level and anxiety and whatnot, mm-hmm. but I'm not like fully unders understanding like what needs to be done uh what should a man do uh when a woman is going through this uh depression um what's the best way to really just be there for her, i guess
1: um I think it's it's important to to first note that if you are becoming a father to know the symptoms, the signs of postpartum depression. Um, and for anybody, it could look differently. So I think it's, it's being aware of what all of the symptoms are, mm-hmm. um, because it could look different for any particular person. It could be different. One person, it might just be, you know, feeling overwhelmed and anxiety, sleeping a lot or eating too much. And for somebody else, it could just be like completely not having a connection with the baby. Um, not sleeping at all or very little sleep so it, it, it could look different for, for everybody um, I think it's important for men to be able to acknowledge how the mother is feeling um, watch out for those cues of what she might be experiencing um, be there to help out what I, what I hate about the United States oh, primarily is that Parents, fathers, mothers don't have enough time off um, following the birth of a baby. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that you know we lack tremendously in that department. Um, a friend of mine, um, they just recently had a baby last month, and her fiance got two weeks off. That's that was it. It that was it. Wow. Two weeks. There are some people who only get a week. That's it. Um, and so then you have this mother who has already gone through whatever her birth experience may have been. Good, bad, positive, negative. You, She's already gone through that. And then now she's only got her partner there for a week, two weeks. And then they're back off to work. And now, if I'm a first-time parent, I'm on my own mm-hmm. to deal with this. Um, and so the united states sucks in that <laughs> department is there's just there's no other way to put it that we there should be paid leave mm-hmm. um and definitely the opposite parent should have time off period um i mean i can't necessarily say how much time is sufficient amount of time but i can tell you it's not 2 weeks mm-hmm. yeah that's, that's not sure, even it's not reasonable it's not um so in that department we suck Um, I think is it Canada maybe that you get a year off mom gets a year off I don't know what the opposite parent gets but I know that mom gets a year off
0: wow
1: where did we go wrong (laughs) like but that's a whole (laughs) other topic because we could talk all day about things that the United States does wrong that other (laughs) countries healthcare for example (laughs) Um, but so I think it's important for, I think it's important for, for the father to know what those signs and symptoms are of depression. And I think it's important to know that it can vary like postpartum depression can vary between, um, each individual, um, and, it's important to seek help. Mm-hmm. It's important to talk to your partner. Hey, how are you feeling? Are you okay? Let me take the baby. You go take a nap. Like, do what you can to step up and make sure that she's okay. Make sure that she's eating. Make sure she's got water. Make sure make sure she's taken care of just as much as that baby is taken care of. Mm-hmm. Um, now, you add in a breastfeeding mom. There's not a whole lot that dad can do in the feeding department. So No,
0: not at all. Mm-hmm.
1: dad primarily isn't waking up in the middle of the night to feed the baby. Like that's on mom. So make sure that, you know, make sure that mom is good. Make sure that she's got, you know, water next to the bed. Make sure she's got snacks next to the bed. Um, you know, if mom is sleeping and the baby has already, you know, been fed, take the baby and burp the baby and, you know, let mom get another hour of sleep or like, it's, I I, I truly believe it's those little things, um, that can help tremendously. When it comes to, you know, postpartum depression. And then the other thing too is is seek out medical help. Um, Make sure that, you know, you are communicating with your doctor Mm -hmm. um, about your feelings. And I think that that's another thing that's been brought up too is that when we are pregnant in the first trimester, we're going to the doctor every four weeks. Okay, cool. After that, it switches to every two weeks. Fine. And then after that, you're going weekly. And then we don't see the doctor until six weeks after birth.
2: Hmm.
1: hmm. You were, you know, like, there's, there's that concern of making sure that the baby is good, making sure that mom is good, that entire 40 weeks leading up to, and then after that, I don't see you for six.
0: Yeah, that's a little off. There. Yeah,
1: so I, I think that there's a lot of things that kind of play into um, postpartum, but I think the a big part of it is being able to, Communicate your needs okay. um, and letting someone know that you need help mm-hmm. and not be ashamed of it like it's okay um, your body goes through you know so many different changes and your hormones are all out of whack um, and so just speaking up and letting somebody know that you need help or you're not feeling yourself or whatever is huge
0: okay alright well so i do definitely know you know um be there for her as much as possible um anytime she is going through the process of postpartum um let me see now with you um you do have two boys um you just recently i'm saying recently because it's still recent
1: he'll be eight months tomorrow (laughs) really we're closer to a year now well crazy that
0: man time does crazy
1: that's
0: crazy
2: yeah
0: so with having a newborn baby um as a mom of a teenager do you feel any changes so like when i what i mean by do you feel any changes um do you feel any different changes from when you raised your oldest son to where you're raising your son now Cause that's a that's a huge age
1: gap. Yeah, we had eleven years difference here. Um, So, um, I mean, this is different. Mm -hmm. This is different, Um, and part of it you could just simply blame on age. Um, I was twenty three when I had my oldest. Um, I was thirty four when I had my second. So, there's significant difference, and you know, um, that's a huge change. Um, But I think that a lot of it a lot of it has been different for me just in in my perspective and who I was then and who I am now mm-hmm. um, when I had my older son I was off work for eight weeks because that was all that I could afford to be off for um, this go-round I was off for almost five months
2: mm.
1: about five months. Um, before I went back to work, I was supposed to, I initially was was going to be off for 13 weeks um, mm-hmm. and then things happened, whatever. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to stay home a little bit longer. <laughs> and so I took an additional eight weeks. Um, and then the time that I went back to work, I was at work for all of a week and then Corona hit. Mm. Well, I won't say Corona hit, but it got worse. Um, and so then that's when the stay at home orders and everything got put into place. And so we've pretty much been at home since then. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's, that's very different for me because I get to see everything firsthand. He only went to daycare when I went back to work for two weeks before he was right back at home. Right. Um, so I get to see him, you know, starting to, to crawl or starting to scoot and then crawling. And now he's starting to pull himself up on things and he wants to stand up and he wants to walk. And I'm like, whoa, slow down eight months.
0: <laughs> See, time's um, flying.
1: Time is definitely flying. Um, so it's definitely been different. It's definitely been a different experience mm-hmm. um, just based on the knowledge that I have now versus the knowledge that I had then. And I, I didn't consider myself as like doing anything bad. I mean, I started babysitting from a young age. Like, I was babysitting at 10, so I was very familiar, you with know, children. with babies. and Yeah, right. and I already had a niece and a goddaughter and a nephew by the time that my son was born. So I was very familiar with, with babies and with kids, but just overall experience. Um, I'm I'm very well, I have much more knowledge now mm-hmm. than what I had at 23. Definitely okay. much more.
0: And that's why you're, you're still Mama Tisha. <laughs> like, any time we discuss about you and whatnot, or your name comes up, Mama Tisha. <laughs> like that name's going to stick. Um, what, are, what are a few things that you're looking forward to when it comes to raising your youngest son? Mm.
1: Good question. The, oh that's a tough one. Ooh. I don't know
0: because I love those type of questions.
1: I mean, I, I'm I'm just enjoying like every every minute of it now, like every day. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's something new and I'm constantly snapping pictures of him and <laughs> although I have probably just no, I probably have more pictures now than I have of my older son, but I still have a lot of pictures of him. Mm-hmm. Um it's just a different experience. So I'm looking forward to being able to like get out with him more. Um my schedule my work schedule is so flexible now that um I'm looking forward to, you know, when he is able to go to the park and um you know, run around and play and things like that. So, um but as far as looking forward to, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. He may, I don't know. He may be more into sports than my older the older one, although he played basketball for a number of years, um, he might be more into sports. I don't know. Right now, he's into terrorizing things and tearing up the entertainment center because he can get to it. So, well, you are gonna have to take that one one day at a time and see what <laughs> see what life brings us.
0: So, if if you do get him into sports, which which sport did are you looking to put him in?
1: Mm, I Well, see, with my older one, I kind of put him in everything except for football just to let him experience it. So I'm not opposed to doing that again. So T-ball, soccer, baseball, basketball, um, maybe flat football. I'm not too sure about football yet. Um, I would want that probably to be something that he's, like, absolutely interested in and wants to do. But I'm not opposed to trying multiple different sports and letting him find um, what he feels he's most interested in.
0: What you got him in? Uh,
1: um, No, I don't think we've ever done the Y, actually. Um, for any sports. Um, for T-ball, it was Westerville organization. Um, basketball was the vineyard. Um, soccer might have been... I don't remember what the organization was for soccer. Um... And he's never done flag he's never done flag football or football okay so yeah so we'll have to see what happens
0: all right all right um let me see oh yes this is what i want okay so what are some things that you would teach your youngest that you haven't taught your oldest Mm. Look, I try to ask that question myself in regards to my girls, and I got stuck too.
1: Yeah, I think because I don't know that there's a whole lot that will be different from what I taught the oldest to what, you know, I'll be teaching the youngest. I hope that there will be some differences just in terms of, like, life and the world. Mm -hmm. Um, I hope that, you know, one day when he gets older, he's old enough to understand that we won't have to have the talk about what you do when you go out in public in terms of, you know, the police and things like that. Like, I hope that. You know, it'll be more or less of, let me tell you what used to occur. Let me Mm -hmm. tell you what has happened before, but this is something that you no longer have to worry about. Like, I hope that that's how the conversation goes as opposed to it being more in depth or more intense than what it is right now. Right. Um. So I hope that that changes. So not that I'll be teaching him more, but more or less that it'll be looked at as this is what occurred when you were younger. This is what occurred before you were born. Mm Um as opposed to, wow, this was happening when you were born and we're still dealing with it now. <laughs> so I yeah. hope that, you know, that changes. Um, but I don't know that there's going to be too much difference in what they are taught.
2: Mm.
1: I think that a lot of it will be the same.
2: Yeah, if we just haven't...
1: Being, just having boys.
0: I, I don't know how that feels I know
1: so like so like the same so like if, if I had a girl and my older one was a boy like the differences in what I would teach them would be a little bit different because yeah, that, one yeah. is a boy and one is a girl but when you've got the same sex it's pretty much you're going to be teaching them the same things it's just how specific or how in depth that content is that you have to go into but if you have one of each then yeah it would definitely be different
0: Still, I'm still willing to trade
1: well now listen <laughs> that little chunker out there likes to eat everything. So he's uh pretty much uh, refused baby food at this point. So mm-hmm. he wants to eat <laughs> everything.
0: We we got food out there. <laughs> now um So no, this was this was great. This was real great. This was real great. Um, I wanted to do an ending, so I called it a therapy ending. Okay. Um, basically what I meant meant by that is I just want you to give out any last words for the people that tuned in, um, in regards of themselves, uh, their mental health, Mm. uh, physical health, spiritual health, you know, whatever they need to Mm uplift themselves or get the energy to where they feel uplifted
1: okay so the one thing that i can tell you is to your your mental health is just as important as your physical health um so as much as you will take care of the body physically you've got to take care of the mind just as well Um, last month was mental health awareness month and one of the things with everything that's going on right now I posted on the last day was just a mental health check in Mm -hmm. check in let me know that you're okay let me know that you're not okay let me know that you need somebody to talk to Um, let me know that you need resources Um, Like I'm I'm here for those types of conversations Um, because a lot of times people don't know where to start people don't know who to talk to True. Um, a lot of times people are in families that don't believe in mental health, don't believe in depression um, so if you need somebody to talk to, please don't hesitate to reach out Like, if, if nothing more, I can point you, point you in the right direction um, but you have to be able to take care of your mental health, your mental health is just as important as your physical health um, so you have to be able to to take care of yourself and you know before you can take care of anybody else whether that's a spouse kids a parent you have to be able to take care of you mm-hmm. um so definitely you know your mental health should be top priority just as much as your physical health y'all heard
0: it y'all heard it here first and again that's my so i would definitely take those words into consideration and apply them to yourself um You want to go ahead and give the people your information again on where they can reach you? Yep,
1: you guys can reach me on Facebook. That's the one that I use the most primarily, and it's Letitia Matlock, L-A-T-I-S-H-A-M-A-T-L-O-C-K. All
0: right. Well, um, Tisha, I do appreciate your time. I really do love um, the fact that I was able to get this episode. Again, I was salty this morning, but... (laughs) definitely got it taken care of
1: thank you for having me
0: not a problem uh guys i again i appreciate you tuning in to the episode as well again i'm your host i am from jupiter this was episode six uh, talks with tisha and you guys can just be on the lookout for episode seven all right i appreciate your time thank you guys enjoy the rest of your day